Good day, everybody. Uh, this is your boy King Meech coming to you one more games with a epic podcast called King Speech. I think that's what I'm gonna call it, uh, where we talk about all things Meech. Not, well, all things Michael. Talk about conspiracies, love, life. Not really love, but this life stuff and conversations and thoughts and whatever I can conjure up to make this interesting, which I have plenty of material in this noggin they call a brain. So, I mean, this is my first official uh, episode, you may call it. And so... I'm not going to give you too much about me. You'll learn as you continue to listen. But I am a African American male living in Virginia who loves to take pictures and create dope stuff. In creating dope stuff, I, you know, I dabbled in photography, I dabbled in a little bit of music, I dabbled in a little bit of the arts. So you know, <clears throat> I'm a little what they call creative. And uh, I, I love to um, do that type of stuff. And so those things uh, give me a type of release that uh, keeps me going. So, you know, let's jump right into these uh, podcast things. You know, this is something new. You know, this this I believe if you are a talker, as I find myself to be, these little avenues that they provide to us people who like to ramble I think this is amazing because when I try to ramble to my friends and family and these jokers think I'm crazy so now I get to ramble and no one can stop me this is glorious this is glorious you know they always say the Lord works in mysterious ways and I believe podcasts is a mysterious blessing that the Lord has stowed upon us humans that we can talk amongst our own selves, record it, play it back and laugh. You know, I just think that's just glorious. Thank you, Jesus. So, yeah, uh, I, I'm just going to jump right into these things. One things I one one things, one of the things that I love to talk about is conspiracy theories and I am an avid believer in the extraterrestrial, extra, uh, extraterrestrial visitation of beings from other galaxies. I am a firm believer that we are not alone in this universe. I think there are other beings that come to visit. I also believe there are beings that have visited and made contact with world leaders. Now, do I have proof? I do not. But it all makes sense. And the reason why I say that is because the world, the universe is too vast, too big to just have these moronic humans who are the the toddlers of the universe to tear up planets. Do you understand? I believe that humans are the cancer to this earth. And the reason why I say that is because we tear up everything. 
We can't have nothing in these streets. Can't 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 take care of nothing. It's the smarter we get, the worse the earth gets. And I cannot believe that we are the only species on a planet that circles around a star and call it home. I just don't believe it. Now, I don't believe necessarily that aliens are little gray beings that fly flying saucers. I'm not necessarily saying that. But I, you know, I do. There's documents to support that. Just Googles it. But yeah, I, I do believe that there are entities and there are beings that are not necessarily identifiable in the human's uh, imagination of what extraterrestrials are. I do believe that there are humongous government cover-ups that keep this theory uh, a mystery. You know, I, I, I do believe there's documents that several U.S. presidents have had encounters with uh, with these extraterrestrials. There's also been documentation that proves that I believe it was Eisenhower, one of Roosevelt, one of those white guys, who who actually made a deal with an extraterrestrial um, uh, race. I guess of their, I guess it's a race um, that they would exchange technology for a permanent visitation, if you will. They will share technology. And it's also been proven in certain instances that a lot of these geniuses that we call uh, geniuses here on this planet were um, visited mentally by extraterrestrials. People like Nikola Tesla and Benjamin Franklin, Albert Einstein, even uh, as, as recent as uh, uh, Steve Jobs and Phil Jackson all these other people who uh, who have have, have this uh, trait of genius attached to them some have been proven to have been visited by extraterrestrials um, the most fascinating one if I can keep it true most fascinating one is really Nikola Tesla. If you don't know much about Nikola Tesla, Nikola Tesla is a extremely smart guy who really came up with all of the conveniences that we, not all of them, but a lot of the conveniences that we have now. And he had the recipe for wireless power. He came up with the formula on how to create wireless power in in the sense of no more plugging your electronics in the wall which you know being that this country and this globe is ran by coal having something like free power is a recipe for death right and Nikola Tesla was baking the cake of free power and it tasted marvelous. 
Uh, he got to the point where he was able to transfer power from one location to another wirelessly by sticking light bulbs in the ground. So, you know, I think uh, Nikola Tesla um, basically killed him, himself when he started to broadcast his findings about wireless power and if you can think about it, like what if we had wireless power like there would be no no Vepco <laughs> there would be no power bill you know it, but you know I'm pretty sure as humans always do we would find a way to screw it up always I mean we are just prone to screwing stuff up in the name of making it better. I, mean, I just don't understand it. Man. I, 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 this baffles me. And it's not, I'm joking kind of, but I'm dead serious, man. Humans have a way of screwing everything up. I just don't understand why we like that. You know, you if you notice, just look in your own life. You can never have a good thing going. Just look at your own life. You just can't never have just you just can't leave well enough alone. And I think you know humans are just like you couldn't just be satisfied with wheel the wheel and fire, right? The wheel, man when they invented the wheel, and when man had discovered fire, we couldn't stop there. We had to invent the car, the lighter, you know. <laughs> You know, it's just like good freaking grief, man. It's just man has to do bigger and better. <laughs> bigger, better, bigger, better. I just don't get it, man. You know, and I, you know, I, I, I guess, you know, I can relate to a degree, but I mean, good lord, you know, when you started off with mud houses, like let's not make mud, let's turn mud into brick. Oh no, wood. Let's do wood. I don't know where that accent came from. It just came out of nowhere. Let's build wood house now. And then when wood houses, you know, we'll find out when it rains, it's not too cool. Oh, let's build a brick house with a wood roof. And why I sound like some some nineteen seventy five judo master monk <laughs> but you know you what I'm saying it's like you know in the in the sense of progression humans seem to destroy I, it's very hard to find something that humans pl- you know plenish like what do, what do humans do to benefit the earth what do you, you know what what do humans do that's the equivalent what do humans do to the earth that's the equivalent of a good back scratch? You ever had a back scratch and you, you, you couldn't reach it with your hand? Or so you grab somebody else's hand or you grab the instrument and sometimes I grab a hanger and you go to scratch that back and it feels like 12 orgasms at once? Why do we ever do that to the earth? You got all the polar caps melting. Sea levels is rising. Hurricanes and tornadoes ramming Ramageling, ramageling, going around tearing up stuff. And you know, we just have to take it. The earth is pissed off with humans. 
if you haven't noticed. We destroying the Amazon rainforest for what? Because we have to live lavishly. Uh, you know, they say the Amazon forest is the lungs of the earth, and here you going giving the lungs COVID. Amazon forest has COVID, and they're called human. I, I just don't understand. Man. I don't get it. I don't get it. I don't get it. So, you know, I think, you know, humans can never enjoy things and just keep it there. They just can't. It's just biologically impossible for humans to enjoy stuff. Be like, you know what? That's just good enough right there. No, let's take it up a notch. It's kind of like smoking marijuana and then graduating to crack which they do say marijuana is a gateway drug which I disagree I think peer pressure is a gateway drug but we'll talk about that another time but yeah man you never can get satisfied and you know for the spiritual people to say the flesh is never satisfied that's actually kind of true you know they're never satisfied. You know, you bake a cake. Why not put chocolate on it? Mm, that's a good idea. You bake a cake. Why not make it two or three layers? Mm, you might be right about that. Make a cake and let's make it two or three layers. Let's add some ice cream. My good Lord. <laughs> Why can't you just be set up with a nice dry cake? I mean, good gracious. But that's how we are as humans, man. We take everything to the next level, man. And I wonder if aliens are like that. Or if aliens or, or extraterrestrials, they've come to be content with normalcy. Or some sense of, yep, we're here. You know what I'm saying? Like, humans are always trying to strive to be better. Like, when does that journey ever stop? When do you always say, when do you say, like, you know, you, you got God, like, God doesn't strive to be better. <laughs> he just is, you know what I mean? If you believe in God, you know, some people, not everybody that's going to be listening to this is believe in baby Jesus or the adult Jesus. Some of them believe in baby Buddha and all that other stuff. So I got to be respectful of that. But like, you know, when do you get to a level where, you know, you Gucci, like, everybody always has to be, strive to be better smarter stronger wiser and I just I just want to be mediocre man there's too much pressure out these streets you know I do want to do good and I want to do good and I, I, I want to make an impact and you know when I die I don't want to be like Michael Raphael born June died blah 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 he was a douche Ashes to ashes, dust to dust. <laughs> Make sure you tip your waitress. You know, I just yeah, I don't want that to be my story. You know, I I I would like to have some nice things said about me and my funeral. I would like to have somebody try to jump in my casket and be like, no, he was taken too soon. You know, I'm 97 years old. He was he wasn't ready. He was taken too soon. That, that kind of bothers me. You know what? Although also bothers me since we're talking about funerals. I I um 
I've I've had a few funerals I've been to. My, my grandparents, my, my both my granddads died, and my grandma, on my mom's side passed away. Very sad, but very celebratory. You know, they live very lavish lives in the grand scheme of things. They they accomplished a lot, and super proud of them. But like some of these funerals I've seen, why do you take pictures of the corpse at funeral? Like that's super creepy. So like I've seen them where people are actually posing. They turn to the side, take the selfie with the dead body. And I'm saying to myself, uh, what you gonna do with that after you uh, take the picture there, bud? Like, are you gonna post that on the social on the social media? Like, I don't know if I want to see you and uh, Big Mama. You selfie it up for the last time. I, I'm just not sure if that's what I want to see. You understand what I'm saying? I don't know if that's something I, I want to visit. You know, on my memories timeline of me taking a selfie with Big Mama. I just like, do you go look at it later? Do you, do you look at it when you're sad? You're like, you know, I miss Big Mama and me looking at my selfie with me. Oh, Big Mama. Like, the, it's, I just don't get it. I don't get it. And maybe just I'm just insensitive. But, like, why do you take selfies with the deceased? The world may never know. It's just maybe part of the grieving process that I'm just immune to. I, I grieve differently. Normally, I grieve with working too hard. <laughs> when, I, when I am sad or when death happens, normally business picks up <laughs> because I work like a slave with one foot. I do. And uh, um, it's, it's just the way I grieve. Maybe some people grieve by taking selfies, selfies with dead corpses. Teach its own. I'm not here to judge. Just here to analyze and make fun of. So yeah, um, this is actually pretty fun, and uh, I think this uh, new endeavor that I'm diving into is a uh, pretty interesting. So another thing I, w- I would like to discuss is um, we talked about a lot, and we talked about um, you know, extraterrestrials and talked about global warming how humans are potentially the cancer of the earth right now if you're if you want to time stamp the date and time of this actual recording COVID-19 is running rampant across the globe and mainly across the United States there are so many hundreds of thousands, I don't want to say hundreds of thousands, but there are a lot of people who are affected by this. I would say hundreds of thousands. I would even dare to say millions. I would even dare to say the entire country is affected by this COVID-19. Whether you had it, got over it, or have it, got over it, uh, lost your job because of it, lost family members because of it, um, it's the new cancer. COVID-19 more conversations than any other disease, any other entity negatively um, in the earth. I mean, everywhere you go, it's social distancing and make sure you wash your hands and balls and badges and 
make sure you stay apart no sex found out that you can get COVID from semen I said good grief so you can't have sex with your mask on can't have the condom for the face you gotta have the condom for the face and the peen good lord it's real in these streets but uh yeah so COVID-19 is running rampant man it's really sad because um you know a lot of people are affected a lot of people are dying I will share my COVID survival story probably on the next episode um but uh I am a survivor of COVID-19 and it was an experience that warrants its own show but uh it's running rampant churches are shut down restaurants are you know uh, mutated to a, a, a platform that they're struggling to keep up and understand i tell you one industry that's popping is the grocery industry and amazon i think if anyone comes out ahead in this jank, then that jank, if you're not from Virginia, is a noun. So jank can be anything. If you if if anyone's gonna come out ahead on this jank, it's Amazon. You hear me? Amazon. Jeff Bezos is a trillionaire. Trillionaire. He is reaping all the benefits. He hopes that COVID stays one more day. And uh, he is making all the money because nobody is able to do anything but shop on Amazon. I had to block Amazon for a little while. It was getting bad in these streets, man. Buying miscellaneous foolishness on Amazon. All of you have done it. Don't look at me like that. All of you have done it. You probably got some Amazon boxes sitting in front of your door right now. Truth be really told. Look at me like that. Like, uh, he judging. You darn right I'm judging. Spent $457 on, on some bill. Not me. I think the most I spent on Amazon was like a hundred and some dollars. This week. But, um, you know, yeah, so Amazon is really winning out in these streets because of COVID. You know who else is winning? It's grocery stores. Grocery stores are are really winning in these streets. And the thing about it that makes it a sad story is that all of these grocery stores that are open have to be ran by, they call it, you know, uh, essential workers, which is like a nice way of saying the working class or the working by the working folk. Ain't no CEO bagging groceries. You understand what I'm saying? Ain't no CEO out here grabbing these infected carts and putting up this produce. You will never catch Jeff Bezos delivering packages to your door. You understand what I'm saying? And what they do, man, they kept these stores open and let the most vulnerable run them. It's just sad, man. It really is. And I hope at the end of all this, and, and and whoever the next president is, which I hope is not Trump, that's another podcast episode. Let me write that down. Talk about jackass Trump, which Trump is only doing what he knows to do, and that's just be a jackass. I mean, if you put 
a donkey in the White House. Don't be mad when he acts like an ass. Okay? Coin that phrase. So, yeah, I mean, it's they put the, 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 the workers who are the most vulnerable in the stores. The most vulnerable to spread the virus. The most vulnerable to be affected by the virus. The most vulnerable who, uh, 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 when, if anything were to happen to the industry, is the most affected. Who can't? Who don't have the savings? It doesn't have the savings or the 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 ability to come. You know, pull themselves up by the bootstrap, as the American way would say. Bars. So you know. It, it's it's just amazing. Somebody, you know, I've, I know you've seen the meme and seen the saying that you know, you know, the the now the the minimum wage workers are now the essential workers. And they don't get paid, man. They don't get paid in these streets, working two and three jobs in the midst of a pandemic. That's the that's the weird part, man. You know what I'm saying? And you know, I go to the grocery store, and they behind a little little plexiglass wall. And I'm like, that's not going to stop you. If I hand you this crisp twenty dollar bill, fresh with the Ronas all over it, you know, it's it's just it's sad. And they, you know, if you get infected, you take it to your house. You infect your whole house, and you know, it's it's just sad though. But it's like, what can you do? If you automate all of this and make it so that robots ran the grocery store, then there would be no jobs. But then if you gave all the jobs to the people who can work them and they all catch COVID, then the business folds. There's a catch-22, you know, and I understand you, you, you have to do what you have to do. I know I had to do what I had to do. When, when the boss man said, hey, yo, Mike, you got to come into the office. You know, I was you know a little upset just because I'm lazy, and I came into the office. But you know, I think for employers, the the hardest thing to do is how do you protect your employee, and mainly how you protect your your the public from the employees or the public from the uh, the employees from the public. It's a hard conversation. Because the bottom line is we trying to make money. That's see, see, that's that's the issue with humans again, is that our goal is to do better and be better. And at what cost? You know, you always people always say live your best life. At what cost? When when is living your best life detrimental to yourself? When is doing better detrimental to yourself? Like, should we always strive to be better? And I'm not saying, hey, man, live your mediocre life. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying, but when do you hit the plateau of, you know what? I'm good. Like, when, wh- why did Jeff Bezos say, or he didn't stop at being the most richest? He just put icing on his cake and say, I am a trillionaire. All these black people becoming billionaires. Ha, 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 ha. I am, I am over you. You are beneath me. <laughs> Come up here, Negroes, in the trillion sphere. Like, you know, like, 
would a would a billionaire be enough? Like, why can't you be a millionaire or a thousandaire? No, man, we gotta be balling in these streets. Billionaire boys, we gotta be billionaires. Like, I don't know, man. Uh, I would like to be a strong thousandaire. Give me a couple of hundred thousand, and uh, I'm solid. I'm I'm solid. You know. I don't, I don't know, man. I I just, I just don't understand the need for uh, us to feel as if we are a a a uh, a species of people who feel the need to always be better. I don't know that it's, it's a hard sell, it's a hard conversation because no one wants to be mediocre in these streets everybody wants to do their best and I get it and I, I, I applaud you for doing your best but it's kind of like eating cereal right so when you when you stop eating cereals when your belly is full right you don't be like I gotta eat one more bowl I gotta do better than my last time like you don't do that you understand what I'm saying? When you full, you stop eating. And when you, you know when you get hungry, you eat again till you full. Whatever the food may be. Like, why can't we do that to apply that to our lives? Like, when do you get full? When when is life full? Yeah, you know. These are some of the things I've been thinking about. Cause I'm like, you know, had 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 the roles been reversed where the COVID virus had to be uh, endured while CEOs had to be in the trenches. Like, I don't know how you would phrase it, but like, what if the virus was only affecting the rich? Which, if you really kind of look at the whole scenario, the whole country shut down because it affected everyone. Right. They thought it was killing the old, old white men, old white people, and 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 children, and the sick. And when they found out that nah, really, it's killing these Negroes and the Browns. Oh, let's open everything back up again. <laughs> when the white people realized that uh, it ain't killing them killing us and if we stay away from the us we be fine you know and they don't ever open up the things that benefit the masses they open up the things that benefit the, either the brown the black or the poor they don't open up the things that affect the rich the white and the wealthy. There's a difference between rich and wealthy. And they don't they don't they don't bring they don't they don't open that up. They're not opening up country clubs. They're not opening up you know these fine hotels and these yachts and cruises that white people be on. They don't open up that stuff. Open up the nail salons. Let these Negroes get their fingertips done. You know, so 
you know, I, I don't know. But all I do know is that the COVID-19 pandemic is destroying the Earth. Earth's population. Now, the Earth is doing pretty well in these streets. Excuse me. I think the Earth is kind of like, you know what? (laughs) I can live with this covid running rampant for a little while because there's not as much smog. You know, the the pollution is down. There's not as much blood in the streets. You know? It's... You know, the water is a little clearer, bluer. You know? And I think the earth is like, ah, thank you for not raping me one more time because we do rape the earth oh we rape the earth we rape the earth with no lubrication dry peeing we rape the earth of all its resources all of its beauty all of its splendor all I mean we totally rape the earth and just look around. You can tell. There's, they're taking... Like, I drove down... Um, drove down 64. I was coming back from Chesapeake. I was on the, going towards the high-rise bridge. And those who are not in Virginia have no idea what I'm talking about. But just visualize where I'm going. I'm painting the picture here. Driving down the interstate. Listening to some Wu-Tang. Or probably I was listening to the outcast. I've been on them, too. Uh, for a little while, listening to some tunes, and I'm noticing that there's a lot of construction. And in this construction, before the construction, there were massive amounts of trees. I mean, massive amounts of trees um, in the middle of the interstate dividing the east and the west, or the the two sides. Um, and there were trees on either side. I mean, it was just beautiful, you know? It's a nice little scenic route when you're coming from Virginia Beach to Suffolk or Suffolk to Virginia Beach. It's just beautiful. But this, you know, recently, you know, traffic is, is a bastard. And no one likes sitting in traffic. And I'm one of them. I don't like sitting in traffic. So, obviously, they're trying to make road provisions to eliminate as much traffic as possible, which I commend. I'm cool with that. But in doing so, they had to destroy massive amounts of trees, man. Like down 64, going towards the high-rise bridge from Chesapeake. Chesapeake side, coming from Suffolk, George Washington, high-rise battlefield. If you know what I'm talking about, in Tower 75, you know where I'm going. There, there used to be a nice row of just wild trees and just nature's blessing as you drive down the block. And like now, there, there is nothing but concrete down this block, down this strip. Like, what did you do with the trees? You understand what I'm saying? You like to the right of the interstate, there was trees, massive amounts of trees, and just wildlife and nature and just stuff. Like, what did you do with the trees? So now you tore all the trees up, which we need to breathe. See, I don't know if humans really understand 
that destroying trees means there's a lack of oxygen because we need trees to turn the this into that. We need trees. We need trees to breathe, my man. So I know if it's happening in Virginia, Lord knows it's happening across every 50, you know, all the 50 states. And they're just ripping up the trees. So it'd be different if they, and I'm just rambling. And so you're just going to have to ride with me. If they ripping up the trees, where, who's planting the trees back? Like if you rip up 12 acres of trees, just totally decimate the forest. You just rip up a couple of acres of trees. Is it mandatory that you plant, <coughs> excuse me, a set number of trees elsewhere? Is that what we doing? Is that is that law? You know, it should be. Because trees are important. And I feel sorry for the trees. So when I say the you know, humans are raping the earth, I'm not saying that to be, you know, disrespectful to the word rape. But literally, that's what we're doing, though. We're taking resources from the earth with not just without asking, without making the whole earth whole again. We're increasing the roads so that we can put more cars on them. And more cars equals more pollution. More pollution means hotter and colder weather. And all, and all that also means the earth shifts faster than it's supposed to. Do you know these polar caps are melting? And why is that important? Because when the polar caps melt, the water rises. And we're already in most places in, 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 in the United States and all across the world. We're below the sea level because, you know, because we, we decided to build in places that, you know, are prone and susceptible to floods. And so, you know, you have the polar caps melting, you have, you know, weird weather and all this stuff is happening because of global warming. And, you know, some people don't want to believe it, man. But you can't rip resources from the earth without repercussions. So it goes back to when is better, better. Like when is when is the full full point? Like when do we say, you know what, we good here at this status on the earth piece. We good. We don't need no more resources. We got all the resources we need. It's like it's like hoarding toilet paper during this COVID nineteen. We all experience the love of toilet paper. It's it's a hidden gem. It's like finding diamonds when you find toilet paper. It's like, huh, relief. Like, if, if you don't have toilet paper, you got a butt ton of napkins. <laughs> because people, when this pandemic happened, they raped the shelves. And if you realize, if we compare the two, they haven't re- they haven't caught up with the pre-rapage of the toilet paper. You understand what I'm saying? If you look at the earth and you look at what they did with toilet paper, it's the same thing. You stripped all the resources from the earth to the point where it cannot replenish itself fast enough. So now the earth is now in decline. Same thing with toilet paper. 
you when the COVID hit, people raided the shelves and took all the toilet paper. And now the industry cannot keep up with the demand. Thus, people are going in lack. And it's funny in some sense, but some people cannot get toilet paper. And they're using other means to cleanse themselves that may not be super hygienic. So that's what humans do. We are in a land of excess. Like we have to have the most. And I don't care what you what you want. I gotta have 72 packets of 36 roll toilet paper because my family cannot be without toilet paper. But what about these other families, fool? It's like chopping trees, you know. I gotta chop all the trees because we can put all the cars on the road so no one's sitting in traffic. Well, what's wrong with sitting in traffic for a few hours if it helps? If it helps the earth cut down on some of this global warming, you know, it's 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 something to think about, man. It's really something to think about. It's funny, but now that I'm talking about, it, it's really something like, what would you sacrifice for the earth to be better? Would you sacrifice your time sitting in traffic? Would you sacrifice the the comfortability of being in a in a in a cool or warm home so the earth can replenish? You know these these are true issues, man. Any religion you respect, any religion, whether it's Buddhists, Hindus, Christians, Muslims, all that. You have to respect the earth. They always treasure the earth. Earth was a gift to mankind. It it just is. I I don't care what religion you are. If you're breathing on this earth, you are accepting a gift to you. And the way we treat this gift is effing horrible. You know, I, I get convicted when things fly out my car when the windows are down. Because I'm like, crap, man. Like styrofoam, I love Chick-fil-A. I I think Chick-fil-A is probably one of the best fast food restaurants ever created. Not just because their chicken is glorious and delicious, but their service is impeccable. The prices are high as gas. But you pay for lavish things. That was my alarm to let me know that I got a clock in to work. You pay for lavish things. I'm going to wrap this up. So Chick-fil-A, my beef with Chick-fil-A is not their prices. It's not the long lines that we wait. It's not the Sometimes the chicken ain't always fitting on the bun properly. Sometimes they give you like little chicken. I'm like, I paid $7 for this sandwich, my G. That chicken better fall off the bun. I get that, you know. Sometimes it don't. I'm with it. My absolute problem with Chick-fil-A is the styrofoam cups. Because as great and as glorious and as Christian and as anti-gay, which I'm not uh, anti-gay as Chick-fil-A is um, they're destroying the earth 
styrofoam does not decompose. It takes millions of years for it to break down a little bit. And as much as we love Chick-fil-A and straws, Chick-fil-A will give you 72 straws in your bag. And I'm like, yo, I don't need a straw. I, I, I'll take one. I got I got one from the 72 other ones that you gave me the last time I came here. They are they are brutal when it comes to straws. Straws and napkins. Because napkins biodegrade. But just 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 do me a favor. Next time you're driving down the interstate or you're stuck in traffic, <laughs> look at the litter that's on the side of the road. I promise you, you will find a styrofoam cup. And I promise you, I almost would dare you, it's a, or bet you, it's a uh, Chick-fil-A cup. And that's my problem with Chick-fil-A. And I, I tweeted them. I've done what I could to suggest to Chick-fil-A, hey man, you want to take the lead in making other restaurants step up make biodegradable cups make biodegradable straws how you do that I don't have to answer but there's so many people who drink and eat at Chick-fil-A and Chick-fil-A said hey we believe in making or leaving a smaller footprint on the earth we're no longer using styrofoam cups we're using these other cups that degrade in in, in in the landfields quicker. Do you understand that people will love Chick-fil-A even more? You know, I think that and then it sets the precedent for other fast food chains to, to jump into this love boat of loving the earth. Bottom line is, and I think this is the point, is that we have to love this earth. We have to. The extraterrestrials love this earth. Everybody else loves this earth. The bugs, the, the plants, the, the animals, they love the earth. Humans can give two poops and a fart about the earth. Two poops and a fart. You want to know how I know? They're looking to go to Mars. <laughs> They're looking to be interstellar. They want to go somewhere else. Uh, the earth. Let's go somewhere else. We're depleting all the resources here. Hey, what's on Mars? That big red planet. Hey, I don't know. Let's go find out. See if we can deplete the resources there. Oh, there are no resources. Let's go in there and create some and to deplete them again. Like, there's no fill. There's no full. There's no I'm I'm not I'm no longer hungry. And that's that's why humans are the Earth's cancer. Earth can't get rid of them. But COVID's trying. This has been a glorious episode um, with King Meech. The king has spoken. Um, King's speech. This is super, super, super fun. I look forward to talking with you again. You can locate me anywhere on social media with social media be at. That's where I be. Even on the TikTok. You can find me at Michael Raphael. M Y K A H L. Raphael, as in the Ninja Turtle. Until next time, hey man, be nice to somebody. Stop littering and love your mama. Talk to you soon. Peace.